Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. This is another Kickstarter Spotlight episode. And today we're going to be talking about a campaign called Alpha Dogs. I have the creator, John Dexter, joining me. John, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite a quite a fun uh campaign we're nearing the end here we've got about nine days left and we uh we're about 71 percent funded so we definitely need some backers um we've got a great kickstarter page if anybody wants to check it out um you just search alpha dogs on kickstarter and uh i'm also on twitter on alpha dogs comic um i'm on uh instagram as well and um yeah it's uh it's a really true Terrific comic. If you watch the trailer and read the first six pages, I think you'll be hooked because um, it's a fantastic trailer. Um, and then, like I said, there's a there's a pretty cool um, six pages that I think will really intrigue people. But uh, yeah, our Instagram is GradyBilly55. If you want to check our Instagram, there's a lot of updates as well. So yeah, and I'll put a, a link to the campaign as well as the the Instagram and the Twitter in the show notes, everybody, as always. So you can go there and uh, and check it out. So uh, before we talk in uh, in detail a little bit about the project, John, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about about yourself first. Uh, are you a, a storyteller uh, professionally? I, I see this is um, your first Kickstarter. So give us a little bit of insight into you know your origins and and you know why you decided to tell the story as a comic and such. Um, yeah, I've been writing for, oh gosh, a good 15 years, at least probably close to 20. Um, yeah, I'm not professional, but, uh, I've had, I, I wrote a lot of screenplays and I was close to having one put in production. It was a Western called weeping trees, but like most Hollywood, um, <laughs> Hollywood, um, screenplays that ended up eventually going on the cutting room floor and thrown into the pile unfortunately. And that took many years of pre-production on that. And then I wrote two other comics, one called Steelhawk and another one called Space Cruise, which Space Cruise I never actually published, but it's uh, finished. One day I'll probably publish it, but it's so if you order $30 um, or more on the Kickstarter, I give you the PDF of Space Cruise and Comic, which very few people have actually seen. So yeah, it's been a long journey, and Alpha Dogs has been a four-year passion project of mine. Um, a friend of mine was watching the Westminster Dog Show, and he said, "You need to write a comic, write a comic about dogs with superpowers." And I thought, man, that is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> um, and then uh, that idea just kept percolating and taking shape. And I've always been a big fan of. TV shows like Game of Thrones and Lost, where you have this uh, big monumental storyline that that comes along and you start peeling away the the onion and then you find out there's some other um, some other thing that takes place that changes your perspective on the characters and the situation. And um, so I've kind of modeled Elf Dogs after that. It's very sophisticated for a uh, story about dogs with superpowers <laughs> now were you were you a comic fan growing up like why why do this as a comic um i i like most kids of the 90s um teens of the 90s watched uh, the x-men cartoon and after that i was hooked i was a huge x-men fan and read as many comics i could get my hands on anything that do with 
uh, Wolverine and Sabretooth fighting. That was, uh, that was top of my list. I'd have to save up my, uh, mail route money, um, or paper route money and, uh, buy those comics, which were pretty expensive actually back in, back in the early nineties. I don't know what they're go for now, but yeah, I was, uh, obsessed with the X-Men cartoon of the nineties and Spider-Man was, was kind of cool, yeah. but yeah, that's what got me hooked. Now, like I said, this is uh, your first uh, campaign here on Kickstarter. What have been some of the, the challenges that you maybe didn't necessarily expect? Uh, let me go through the list. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I, I wish I would have. I spent a lot of time. I started advertising for it back in the end of August. And uh, I should have done a better job of connecting with people as opposed to pushing the comic out as many pages as I possibly could. I, there is a big Kickstarter community out there that support each other, really great guys. And I didn't really get to know them um, till the very end and still um, got a lot to learn for this Kickstarter. So we're getting there. Yeah, it, you're, you're right. And that's one of the best things about Kickstarter is the, the sense of, of community that's uh, that's there and you do, it does take time to sort of build up uh, a following. So, ha, but have you had that so far? Have you had uh, you know some people talking in the comments and such? Do you feel like you you did uh, reach an audience? Like if you you do another one, you, you feel better uh, with the things that you've learned so far? Um, yeah, I think so. But I still um, now it, it feels a lot like more like you're not trying to be part of the community as you are trying to just push your comic book, you know. So. Um, yeah, if I'm able to get funded, I'll definitely do a better job of um, connecting with people and supporting their projects and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, interesting. So, like I said, I'm, I'm I've got verbal um, verbal commitments to to buy the comic, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Uh, so as far as the, the story itself, you know, uh, it, it's really easy to say, okay, dogs with, with superpowers, but it seems like it's so much more than that. Uh, you know, you're, you're talking about the, the relationships. I mean, I've got three dogs. Um, this is my <laughs> wife and daughter love animals, uh, puppies and dogs, especially. Um, so, it, you know, it seems just reading the description on the Kickstarter page that you have a real affinity for these uh, animals as well. And I think a lot of people can uh, relate to that. Can you, can you talk about exploring that theme a little bit in the story? Yeah. My, uh, the main character Buck is uh, inspired by my own pit bull mix uh, pig, <laughs> a lot different than the character in the story. As far as uh, personality goes, he doesn't get up unless you're tempting him with a tree where the character Buck, he ends up going on a long journey across the country with this pack of dogs to stop this tragic event from happening from to the American people. Um, but yeah, I've always been a big fan of dogs, especially my own dog, like anybody else. And that's why I modeled him after uh, the pit bull. And I chose a pit bull because the pit bulls have always had this stigma to them about being terrible animals and, uh, you know, dangerous. And one of the themes of, of this of the story of the comic series is it's not how you raise it's it's not the breed of the dog that makes them vicious but how the animals raised and they can go for many aspects of life so um that was 
that was what I wanted to convey, you know, um, throughout the story. Now, are we going to, uh, so I, sh I should ask first, uh, is this a standalone, uh, like a graphic novel? Is it uh, an uh, issue, first issue of an ongoing series? Like what's your plan for uh, kind of the publishing? Uh, um, no, my hope is that it becomes a series. Um, that would be great. Um, we need some help first before um, that's possible. But um, um, it's, it's see, we'll see what happens. Um, because I first got to get funded with the first one first before I can continue. But there's about there's about um, 90 to 100 issues that I have in my head or wrote down as as um, synopsis outlines. Um, I've got about a 400 page outline of the series from beginning to end. So, oh, wow. That, that, yeah, that's how I uh, um, spent a lot of the four years just working and honing that. So, um yeah, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, so it's such an ambitious plan for the kind of the, you know, the overall uh, storyline. It it must be challenging to decide, okay, how much do I do I put in this first issue to get people hooked to make sure they come back for more, um, but you've got to pace it <laughs> enough where you're going to be able to have uh, that whole story. Is that uh, a challenge? Um, I, I was trying to say I was on your show. I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? Oh, uh, I was just saying with uh, with uh, an outline that long, you know, with a plan to go that many issues, is it tough to decide what to reveal in, in the first issue? Obviously, you don't want to give away too much, but you want to yeah, be sure yeah. that people are going to be hooked, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm a big fan of J.J. Um, Abrams' mystery box where he, you know, gives you something, but then um, gives you something else. So, yeah, in the beginning of the story, you have the seemingly dead, huge pit bull on a beach, and you're wondering you know, how to get there, who killed it. Um, and um, so then we um, and then we find out that he heals from it, and then he just says that he's got to go and uh, try and figure out where the other ones are and um, try to stop this monster, he calls it, um, who shot him up so i think it begins with a pretty good hook and then we um go back and um go flashback into his life uh, out on a farmhouse with this grumpy old pit bull um and with his owner who he's had since he was a puppy um and uh it's um uh, it's pretty interesting because you've got this this owner of his that just it's it's Buck's whole world, the main character Pitbull. And then um, you find out that she, after their whole lives of being on the run from this group of mercenaries named called Black Rock, who know about the dog's powers, who've been after them for uh, Buck's whole life. Um, then after finally hiding and believing that he's found this uh, nice, quiet life to settle down with his owner, Ina, she ends up uh, bringing her boyfriend over uh, and she's just head over heels in love with him. And she not only brings him to the house, which she's never brought anybody to the house, but she also reveals uh, to him the dog's powers. Hmm. Does she know that he's been playing her the whole time and he actually uh, knows the dogs have these abilities and is going to exploit them uh, to his benefit. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, a little bit of, superpowers a little bit of 
something for dog lovers and a little bit of kind of I don't know spy intrigue kind of double cross. Yeah, yeah of there's a lot of that in there. Drama. The B storyline that we don't figure out to the very end is how the dogs got their powers in the first place. Um, and eventually as we go, um, we slowly reveal this and this, and, and then in the end we figure out how the dogs uh, came up with their, came up, came up with their power. So. Yeah. Well, you got to leave, like you said, you got to leave something for the subsequent issues and have people uh, want yeah. to come back to, to get, get the answer. Now, um, Will we see any non-superpowered dogs in, in the series? Can you say, is that? Yeah, yeah, um, there will be. I mean, down the road, um, we have dogs that uh, meet up with Buck. And um, there's, a, I mean, basically any dog that you have, any breed, it's eventually going to come into the, uh, into the comic, whether it's uh, a dog with superpowers or a dog with um that just uh, interacts with Buck. Um, the Buck has the ability to understand humans. He has a heightened intelligence. He can't talk to humans, nothing, but he can understand them. He has, of course, his regenerative ability, and he also has a slightly heightened strength. So he's a pretty powerful dog. And then eventually there'll be other dogs with, um, with their own abilities. Uh, I've got a Yorkshire Terrier that can turn invisible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's so cool. A, I, have a, um, I have a Yorkie, so I have a special. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. And it's going to go off in his own storyline of, um, I love mysteries. I've always been a big fan of, um, uh, of um, Bosch, um, the, um, the Michael, Michael um, Connolly series and, and um, also of Raymond Chandler. So I'm going to have um, another comic featuring them um with his invisibility and what what comes with that with, with uh, solving these mysteries with his human counterpart so so when you're uh, when you're telling yeah when you're telling the stories of these dogs are you are you kind of ascribing human personalities to them i mean will it be like so you know i read a regular comic and there's word balloons and i know what the uh you know the, the people are thinking or saying uh, is it going to be similar to that or are we going to have to infer what's going on in the dog's mind? No, because I wanted to make the dogs intelligent if they're able to communicate with each other. So they have their own very distinctive personality of a Chihuahua who's extremely intelligent, um, who kind of helps the other dogs become educated. Um, a Cocker Spaniel that can leap really far. So I got, um, I got a cursed chief on her, you know, kind of like a sort of like a cape. Um, but yeah, the dogs are able to commun communicate with each other, just like you and I. Um, they just uh, can't talk to humans, you know. Um, but yeah, and I try to let the action speak for the story and not have too much exposition because I absolutely hate exposition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is your uh, your art team on the book, because so often I hear from artists, man, I really don't like drawing animals, horses, cats, dogs, <laughs> especially. So that's a, a challenge. And especially because, you know, with humans, we all know what a human's face looks like and you ascribe emotion to it and that it's a much more challenging when it's a, an animal. So can you talk a little bit about your uh, your collaborative art team and uh, yeah, how the back uh, and forth has been? Yeah, well, they're from Argentina, so um, but they speak the language English language pretty darn good. Um, so that wasn't too much trouble. But yeah, I have to um, 
kind of study dogs to kind of get the best I can. I mean, it's a comic, thankfully, so you can cheat a little bit with the, um, with the, with the looks. Um, but you know, like a dog tilting his head when it's confused. Um, and, uh, I have, um, you know, lifting up, cracking a smile, uh, one of the dogs and it doesn't look silly or nothing, but yeah, a lot of head moves and, you know, um, oh, you know, squinting of the eyes and stuff like that. And, uh, I think it works really well. I mean, I said, if you read the six, look to the six pages and um, I think it comes across. Okay. And you know, that's one reason you make word balloons. <laughs> yeah. So was it, as far as the, the visual look of the the book was you, you turned over your script and they, did they nail it right away or was there a, a back and forth with things? That um, you- yeah, it was, um, it was a lot of work kind of to try to get the dog's expressions as best I could without becoming, um, looking silly. And, um, there was, yeah, there was definitely some, some work to be had. Luckily I'm a terrible artist, but I'm pretty good at making collages. <laughs> so I did a few of those. Um, and it worked out really well. You know, they were really, really cool about making adjustments, but, um, the adjustments of course cost money. So you got to pay a little bit more to, to have them work on it more. So, but if you want to fight that being the case, you must work from very uh, detailed scripts. It, it sounds like you're, you're right. Yeah, very- yeah. You really have to, um, especially when they're from another country, you know, I mean, it was, uh, it was a lot of trial and error getting that. I mean, I had to put pictures. I mean, anytime there was, um, slug line or description line. Um, I had, to, I had to put pictures of like a farmhouse, a swing set, um, a dog making a kind of, uh, expression. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, but, uh, if you want it to look, it's just a lot easier that way, you know, yeah. so that there isn't any, um, any slowdowns. Yeah. So when you when you did finally get those six pages back the way that you uh envisioned them in your head were you pretty happy with how it, how it turned out ultimately oh yeah because they, they don't they um you know they adjust as they go along and i you know because paying for a comic is not cheap i would do i would pay for like two pages in a month time or something like that um so I got to see plenty, you know, of the work as it went along. And we ended up, we have half the comic finished right now. So basically the Kickstarter is to pay for the second half of the comic. Um, and uh, so we can get that out there. But um, I, I think we'll get there, you know, definitely needs a little bit of help, but um, um, we're getting there slowly but surely. We had two pledges today, so. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting close. And uh, a lot of times people sort of wait till the last minute, which I Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) I don't understand. Like maybe they want to see if it's, Hey, is this going to get funded? Am I actually going to get it? Should I take the time? But it only takes a couple of minutes to, to pledge everybody. So I do encourage you to go and uh, and check it out. Uh, What are some of the, uh, the tiers that you have uh, available, John? Well, all the tiers, I mean, you can just go there just to look at the dog names for the tiers. We've got like Chihuahua for the smallest tier and, um, Yorkie and stuff and yeah we've got a lot of cool um tiers names but uh the some of the really incredible really cool tiers is we have a uh one of our artists for our stone tower studios a terrific artist named lucas he's our production manager he will do a cartoon drawing of your dog 
that's what that's the um, I think it's the two hundred fifty dollar tier, I believe. But I mean, most people charge one hundred fifty just to do a cartoon drawing. Mm-hmm. And we have, and in that tier, we have variant covers, limited Kickstarter exclusive print, um, the um, autographed copy. So we've got a lot of cool stuff in the tier. Plus, you get a cartoon drawing of your dog. Um, we also have one that has uh, stickers in it. Um, I've been writing for, you know, like I said, about 20 years. So one of the tiers is I will do a critique of your comic book for $200, um, where I do a two, two to three page um, write up um, critique of it. And most people will charge $200 just to do a critique of your, of your comic script. And I'll do one up to 32 pages. So that's one of the tiers and the biggest tier, because you have to have a, big tier yeah pie in the sky (laughs) where you're actually a villain um in the comic book and it's three pages you're in it it's not just one panel you're actually um it's there's two positions available where you can actually be a villain in the comic so it's pretty cool you send your picture to us and we'll um we'll get it pretty darn close to you i mean if you see his artwork it's it's pretty darn incredible. So um, that's one of the tiers. So we got plenty of them. Now, uh, like we said, you, you have a little ways to go. Uh, you're not, you're not quite there yet. Um, but I hope that even if you, if you don't make it, you'll, you know, take what you've learned this first time around and, and, and give it a try again, because I think it's, uh, I, it's a very interesting sounding story. And the other part, like I was talking about earlier is how relatable it is. Cause you know, we all have pets that we, <laughs> We all have pets that we, uh, that we love. Have you, uh, have you heard from some backers that specifically backed it because they're dog lovers? No, no, nobody's, uh, we've got 66 backers now. Nobody's actually wrote in to say, I, you know, they backed because of the dog now. Um, I'm surprised nobody's asked me to put their dog in it for backing. <laughs> Maybe that'll be an issue too. <laughs> um, I'll do a, I'll put your dog in the comic book for, uh, for one of the, one of the tiers. But um, yeah. Yeah. That, that surprises me uh, as well. And, and it's a, it's a perfect time for me to remind everybody that e- even if this, if you don't think this is for you, it doesn't sound like something you'd be interested in, or you're interested in it, but you just don't have the means to join the campaign right now, please just share it on social media so we can get it out there to as many people uh, as possible, as many people can get eyes on this as they want, because I'm sure there are a lot of dog lovers out there who would love to read a cool comic about dogs with, with superpowers, but they can't back it if they don't know about it. And the, obviously, there's a big subsection of dog lovers out there that might really enjoy this. And the fact that nobody who's backed it is seems like they're in that wheelhouse, or at least they haven't been vocal about it, uh, surprises me. So I think there's um, there's definitely room. Uh, out there to to pull in this audience of of dog lovers. So everybody, like I said, there's a there's a as you're listening to this, uh, there's a week left. The campaign ends. Let me get you the exact uh, date and time. The campaign ends on. Let me scroll all the way up. There we go. Uh, so the campaign ends on Thursday, April fifteenth, at seven a.m. Pacific time or 10 a.m. Eastern time. So you have uh, a little over a week. Uh, please go click the link in the show notes, go and check it out. And like I said, even if you don't think it's for you, just share it out on social media, put it on Instagram, throw it up on your Twitter uh, and say, hey, check out this cool comic 
dogs with superpowers. I mean, that's all you have to say. Dogs with superpowers. I hear that dogs with superpowers. I look at this, <laughs> I look at this art and yeah, I want it. I want to check out the story. So um, as we're closing up here, John, anything else you want to, uh, our listeners to know? Um, yeah. I mean, check out the Kickstarter just for the trailer alone. The trailer is incredible. I don't know if you had a chance to look at I it. Did. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. I, yeah. I mean, if it, the trailer doesn't hook you, then I don't know <laughs> because the trailer is pretty kick-ass. Um, so yeah, it really gives you a good sense of what's going on um, without getting all talky and stuff. And, um, and like I said, the first six pages is on there too. So um, it'll definitely give you a sense if you're going to be interested in the book or not, you know, everybody loves dogs. And, um, you know, like I said, it's definitely a story about, um, the love of a dog and his owner. And when his owner betrays him, um, what he does, um, to pick up the pieces, but, um, and also to do the right thing, even though he's got a stigma of being this big pit bull, dangerous dog, he, um, does the right thing and tries to help humans, even though they're deathly afraid of them. So it's got a great story. It's got a great theme. Yeah, it, it really does. And uh, the other thing I, I, I hope for your, uh, well, obviously John, we, we really hope it gets uh, funded. The other thing that would be awesome. I think this is the type of project that when conventions come back, you know, if you had a, a table at a convention with that alpha dogs that people can, well, if you're watching this, you can see b- behind me or, or the, the cover of issue one. If you had that on like a banner in an artist alley or, you know, at a table at a, a convention, you would have people coming up going, hey, what's this all about? So, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I hope to get funded because I plan on, if I do, um, making a lot of comics and being able to go to the comic cons once they start rolling again. Yeah, that I think that would benefit you uh, because the the cover is amazing. Everybody, you can see it. Uh, you know, it, yeah. I, I put it in the in the uh, the show notes as well, and uh, the episode is tagged with it, uh, so you'll be able to see it. And yeah, it's just the kind of image that people are going to want to know. Wait, what? What is this story about a dog? Like, what? Wait, dog has superpowers? What? Yeah, that, it's definitely <laughs> the kind of book that I think convention goers would uh, would respond to. And you only yeah, got it yeah. done. You just got to get them to buy the first one, man, and then they'll be hooked. I, I believe so too. I mean, it's like I said, I spent four years honing the story. So it was um, the best it could possibly be because I know how difficult um, launching a Kickstarter is and, and just getting people when you're an unknown uh, is quite difficult. I mean, I had my uh, son put it on, uh, put the trailer on uh, his eye funny had like hundred thousand hits and nobody bought the comic. Yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. So yeah, it's definitely a, uh, arduous task to get people to um to invest in it but once they do i think they'll be very pleasantly surprised yeah everybody so again i uh, really encourage you go uh, click the link or just uh do a google search for alpha dogs kickstarter and you'll find it uh and uh, like i said if even if you can't uh, uh don't have the means right now you can't join the campaign just please share it on your social media so other people can get a chance to check it out like i said there's about a, there's about a week left and we really would like to see this get funded so John, uh, best of luck. Uh, I really have enjoyed uh, chatting with you about it. And, uh, you know, I hope that it gets funded and uh, hope to see you out there in the convention circuit uh, one day, you know, plugging in with Alpha Dogs. (laughs) I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Yep, you bet. And uh, to all you listeners, uh, we want to thank you for your support as always. And we'll talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. 
The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.